Today is Monday, May 15th, 2023, and you are listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Hope the mothers had a good Mother's Day. And uh, now, <laughs> let's jump into this topic. For about two hours, we talk pretty much exclusively about masturbation and Christianity. So, the topic you've all uh, not known you've needed, but needed, I, I don't know. I guess this was a hot-button topic on the mind of I, whoever introduced it, I forget. But it probably goes as you would expect, but uh, to masturbate or not, not to masturbate? That is the, I guess, question for the Ask a Christian podcast today. So, we talk about that probably more than you ever needed to hear. But, there you go. And then uh, taking thoughts captive and some biblical advice and a little bit of pop culture and movies. So, um... Here you go. Nothing else to say, except check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Grab us a t-shirt and support this podcast, even though after today you may be requesting that. And uh, donate, if you'd like, to the link. And all of these links are available in the podcast description to keep us on air and keep the podcast going. Um, share the links and enjoy. I have a question. How do you view the self-gratification in the Bible view. Can you explain that a little more, G? You mean like when I'm hungry and I eat a steak at Steak on Fire? No, I'm sure he's talking about cake. Oh, he's talking about masturbating. Well, how many times a day are you doing that? Yeah, this is all you, Bubba and Chris. Go for it. It's all you. Why is it me? Why is it not? It's not going to be me. I don't know. Sounds like a Bubby question. I don't know. Let's put on our put on our serious hat for a minute. Okay. Can we answer this in a serious way? Okay, we, yeah, I mean, you guys? sure. So I'll give the short end of the stick. So, <laughs> so essentially, how it's gonna, <laughs> essentially how it's going to go is in the same way that if we think about... If we think about our brothers with hate that we killed them or we've murdered them in the same way that if we've looked at a woman with lust, we've committed adultery, et cetera, et cetera. All you're doing when you're doing X, Y, and Z is quite literally just either imagining a woman with lust or seeing a woman in a lustful manner. And if that's the case, it's not necessarily the action itself that is sinful. It's more so the processes of what leads up to that action that is sinful, the things that happen during that action that are sinful, which is necessarily the lust aspect of it. And you may not even be committing it, quote unquote, but because you are thinking it, it's equal, it's equal to essentially kind of a thought crime type of thing, where even if you think it, it's equal to doing it in that sense. So that's necessarily where the Bible speaks on it. The Bible doesn't necessarily say be, uh, chastity belt immediately. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible just says that's something that's going to be harmful to you in a way that you're looking at something upon lust or looking at it lustfully, et cetera, et cetera, and that causes you to stumble, which it most likely will. And the fact that you're looking at it lustfully in the first place is how you're self-gratifying. So if that's the case, then it's sin. And that's what uh, the Bible says on it, pretty much. Oh. It appears uh, Steph would like to weigh in on this conversation. And a wild Steph appears. What if you're married and I'm mad? She, she, asked, she asked to be on stage. She wants to speak to this. Ooh. All right. Wait, what's the story? topic? I heard Bubby say something that I did. I think I don't agree Masturbation with. stuff. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you modded me. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's All right. Not time what to, I thought it was. Yeah. Time to <laughs> learn, from, learn from my woman. So, uh. No. Uh. <laughs> 
one thing I heard you say, Bobby, that I would correct is the thought crime thing. Like it's not, it's not the thought appearing in your head that's the sin; it's indulging it, right? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I mean. Okay, not necessarily yeah. like Orwellian thought crime, just a general colloquialism. But uh, what's it called? To answer the next question that says, "What if you're married and imagine your wife?" Um, I would say personally, just do it with your wife. Then I don't. I don't know why you'd have to imagine it. Uh, well, but... wait until you're married, Bubs. Once, no, once, uh, the, uh, once the once once the uh, once the sweatpants come on and they get tied, they it, it may as well be a chastity belt. So um, listen, you know, we've I, I, I don't know. We've cooked dinner. We're tired. Okay, I have a crazy. All right, you hear, you hear that, bub? Right, in in ten seconds, your any argument you can say to the contrary has been defeated. How many things was that? I mentioned the sweatpants. She's like, we have headaches. We work. We're tired. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Man. Yep, yep, giving birth, all that, right? So you you just go to bed, dear women, and you know the guys will you know. Wait, just, wait, wait, just, wait, wait, giving birth. But I do. Like, wait, wait. I, if you're complaining about the birth giving part, didn't you kind of bring that on yourself? Wasn't yeah, you right? not having the sweatpants tied while you gave birth? Uh, listen, which is why they're tied ready? forevermore. That was not my, you know, that takes So, Bob, to answer your question, yeah, I think it's fine if, you know, you can, which, you know, minds wonder, right? So, however someone does that, like, taking them at their word, like, I will imagine my wife in, you know, the most vanilla way possible and biblically correct and blah, 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 and I will think of only her. Great. I don't see a problem with that. Unfortunately, you know, like, minds tend to wonder. So, if you're someone that can think of, you know, your spouse and only your spouse, then great. The chances of you doing that. I don't know. The real answer is that lust is not the same as intimacy. And now that we've closed that out, um, Steph, are all women issued a list of excuses? Yes. When you <laughs> hit a certain age, they're all no, they're, they're all given a code book at six that lets them know all the alternative phrases to you. Ah. So, for example, for example, when they're when they're six years old, they're getting a book that tells them instead of saying "I'm fine," say it's okay, uh, or instead of saying it doesn't matter, or I'm actually very upset about this, say I'm okay. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. It, it, exa- I'm fine. Exactly. They'll get another Until translation. Until like six weeks later. No, no, no. They'll, they'll, the they'll, get, they'll get another translation, which is if you want to talk about your problems, make it a guessing game, and if he can't guess it, be angry. And then and, and that's like the emotional girl code book since they're giving from birth. Wow, Bubs, maybe you're ready for marriage. Man, buddy, you're you're, you're cluing in pretty quickly. <laughs> hey, <Bubs>. Not good. <laughs> but notice she's not she's not arguing. Yeah, you're not saying I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm saying there's a natural evolution to a woman's life where when you have a natural catch- evolution to where your language changes to be deceptive and cause you more problems that you blame on others, and then go tell your girl best friends who will also sign. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Exhibit A. Was that passive aggressive or was that aggressive aggressive? That, that was, was forced being initiated. Hey, hey Bubs, I got a quick question. Yeah, what's up? So, I hate to devolve back, but what if you and your wife are temporarily separated, you know, and all you got is some pictures? Yep. In my, in my head, bro, listen, I'm going to trust God with that one. 
But I'm gonna be honest need with you. Shower after this conversation. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. A if you and your shower? wife are separated, and, and you're and <laughs> you're like that concerned about sinning at that point, I'd say you know what, abstinence, buddy, for that period of time. If you're that concerned about sinning, if not, I mean, by the grace of God, may He forgive you. That, that's all no, I have. No, no, I'm not. I'm not if if it's a married man, then any kind of masturbation is a sin. That's the. What I'm saying. I mean, weren't no. you the one uh, who said okay. pornography is adultery? Yeah. Yes, no, that I, would be my stance. I, However, if we're within marriage, I don't know that that's you know. I mean, we some of this stuff is just natural the way the body no. is designed. I think it's like so individual how lust comes into it. No, but lust yeah, is the, thing but, that but, we're but, the next question on top of that then becomes: Okay, is it possible to lust after your wife? And if it's true that it's possible. Then you've kind of screwed yourself there. No, no, no. If you want to lust after your wife, lust after your wife. Like you're married. Like I don't, I don't think there's. Yeah, like, but does you know, but does like, marriage like solve the sin it, of lust? Yes, no. because it's not lust. No, like if you if you want to like nuance lust in a way that makes it good or bad, like what it like lust is subsumed under the marital contract. So if you're like, oh, my wife's hot, I'd I'd like to you know do things with her. Um, no, that's not lust in the same way. Like you know, some single guy is like you know thinking that about other people because how do you commit adultery with someone you're actually married to? Like no, like lust would be subsumed in that context in a way that if you say it's lust, then it's subsumed. If you're like, okay, it goes from lust to like you know you're in the confines of marriage, so it cannot be lust. Wait, how are or, we defining lust? How are we defining lust first of all? Bro, like let's let, let's set a let's lust, set a ground definition for what lust means first. Bro, lust, all lust is is desire. That's all that is. Desire. Okay, cool. So if you and your wife are separated, are you not desiring to do those acts with her? Yes or no? Heck yeah. yeah but they're still married. Yeah, but if you're saying that the sin is desire and lust is desire, oh, therefore not, no, it would still be a lust. No, no, no. What my question was, that's not what I'm saying is. What I'm asking is, okay. I would agree. All of us would agree that pornography is is sin. It's sinful. Watching pornography, masturbating right. to pornography, right? But what I'm saying is, if my if if my wife has granted me to have photos of her, right? And and of course, these photos are kept secret for my own use. And if I decide to masturbate to my wife because I can't physically have sex with her, like say if we're separated temporarily or or she's just away from the house for a while, we don't know, right? L listen, I'm, I'm not saying I'm that saying. I wouldn't do it, right? I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying in my head, it's probably a sin. When did we get street no. oh, okay. Oh, okay, Yeah, so I mean, Bubby would, man, he would be like, one of those guys like I, I don't know like who would he what church father would he be like he's he's pretty hard and heavy on this like he's so like liberal in the rest of his thought but this he's like buddy? no chop it off to the fire with you oh yeah buddy. no no buddy. i'm not saying to the fire with you because if i said to right. the fire with you i'm burning already right for the record harold I've, I've never had a problem with that i think if it's not your wife you have problems i don't know how single guys do it hurry up and get married uh, not just for that, because that's going to make a whole other nest of problems. Don't, don't, you know, as being halfway joking about that. Make sure it's someone you want to spend the rest of your life with and commit, not just you can have a. I you want know, multiple wives. Anyways, so no, uh, I, I've never been convicted um, that you know it's somehow a problem if if you know you're 
you know, the wife's like, not tonight. I have a thousand headaches. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go think about what I'd like to do to you. Um, I've, I've never been convicted that that's a sin or that's bad because it's my wife. Night if I of a thousand about, headaches? If I start thinking... Why do you guys keep meeting people? Anyways, uh, yeah. So if, if I start thinking about other people and you know, your mind wanders, I think you're getting into bad territory and you know perhaps sinful territory. But if it's you and your wife, no. That's the point of a wife. I mean, you know, love and all that other stuff. But I mean... What <laughs> the... Really? I mean, it's not not the point. I mean, you know, that's one of the. I mean, like when women are like, I have when women are like, I have emotional needs. Great, I don't give you crap for that. Um, so you know, I mean, guys, I mean, there's probably some guy that's like, oh, I married, I, I married a woman to fulfill my emotional needs. That guy's out there somewhere. Um, but most I need of us to are get like, his tea checked. <laughs> if you want a guy to fulfill your emotional needs, you better get a doggone eunuch. Like. For whatever reason, this is just, I'll say. This yeah, get 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 a pet. Get a but, pet. Right, get a pet because I mean, this society has made marriage into a thing where it's like, oh, marriage is supposed to be about this and that. I don't need to be married to a woman to have her cook for me. Okay, I don't need to be married. Make me a sandwich. Right, like I don't need to be married to you for any of that. Literally, the only thing that you're really supposed to be married for is sex. Like, that what? is legit the only thing. Um, so, mean, Harold, my most Christian advice for you, Harold, would be um, I, being as honest to the scriptures as I can be, uh, I don't think, you know, thinking about that stuff or doing that, uh, you know, with your wife only in mind is a problem. However... If at some point you feel convicted about it or like you need to take a break or something, well, Romans 14 it, right? So if you feel good about it, I don't think the Bible says don't do it. I mean, that is why you're married. Um, you know, it's like Paul says, right? He's like, look, even if your wife, uh, you know, you and your wife like take some time apart or whatever for, fast, for fasting and prayer, it's like, you know, don't take too long away because you don't want to be tempted. So um, it's not like he says, you know, you, you, shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't fulfill your sexual desires. Um, but I mean, you know, if you and your wife are un unable, you're in different states or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I personally, being as biblically accurate as possible, don't think that's a problem. But if you ever do, well, then it would be a problem for you to do it, not because the act is bad, but because you're not following your own convictions. So if you feel great about it, um, in my own life, I feel great. I'm like, you know, if my wife didn't want to, you know, hook up tonight, then fine, I'll take care of myself. And, uh, you know, Use that against her when she has an emotional turmoil that I can't solve. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't keep score. Hey, and by the way, do what I say, not what I do. I appreciate you, Nate, on that one. And to, and by the way, I want to make sure I, I'm, I'm clear on what I was saying. What I'm what I'm not saying is, oh, the only thing that should motivate your marriage is sex. Okay, let me make sure I'm clear on that. What I'm, but what I am saying is. Literally, the only thing, the, the main, one of the, I mean, basically, yeah, the main purpose uh, that, mar one of the main purposes that marriage serves is reproduction. Reproduction involves sex. Reproduction involves intimacy. Not only marriage, it's supposed to be a till death do you part thing, so make sure Whoever you decide to marry, 
marry yourself to, that they are someone that you truly love, you're truly attracted to, you definitely see yourself committing yourself to this person for the rest of your life, wholeheartedly, lovingly, and all, you know, all the, the above, and vice versa to the other person as well. So I wanted to make sure I was clear on what I was saying. Yeah, and Harold, let me help you out real quick on, on the other thing you said a minute ago. Like, you know, you were saying, you were saying, like, you know, marriage is the only, only, um, you know, sex is the only reason to get married. Um, I think you were saying because you, you kind of said it. Like, it's the only, it's the only need that you, it's the only need that you need to be married, right? You can cook for yourself. You can, you can do do other like other stuff that marriage requires. You can, you can pretty much take care of yourself. It's like sex and reproduction is biblically speaking the only thing you would need to get married for, right? So it's not like marriage, the only reason to get married is to have someone to like, you know, hook up with, but it's uh, it's the only need that, you know, you takes two to tango. Like you can't fulfill yourself. Um, of course you want to get married for, you know, intimacy and, you know, a, a partner in life and stuff like that, but you don't need it. You want it, but you don't need it. Um, Precisely. Anyways. Precisely. Welcome, Michael. Tell us all your thoughts about secular masturbation. Yeah, this is going to be an area where we talk about morality and, like, you know, how Christians are like, we're so much better than you atheists. We have higher morality um, or just stricter rules. But that's the conversation. It's about, uh, you know, masturbation in the Bible and, you know, what's, what's God say about it versus, you know, a secular humanist to be like, well, um, whatever. Thought crimes aren't a thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I think there are, broadly speaking, two kinds of people in the world. The ones who masturbate and the ones who lie about it. Um, <laughs> so, and yeah, and I've, I found that to be universally the case. But I also find it interesting. Well, one, I also, I got a, I got a sound clip of you saying, do as I say, not as I do. So that, that'll be fun for later. Um, oh, no, I, I admit it. I'm a bad person. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm here for you. And so, but um, I found it interesting. The whole, you know, kind of sex is the only reason. Uh, well, You'd really have to read into something like you'd have to say something like, um, I, well, I'm not sure what you'd have to say. I'm not sure how you'd um, what apologetic you'd apply to Adam and Eve, because Adam and Eve for sure weren't married, yet they procreated and they seem to do so with God's blessing. So so that's clearly not the answer to that question. Right. The only reason, you know, the only you know, you, you must be married to procreate because that's just not the case. Right. Not not even according to the Bible. Oh, wait. Uh, you mean like, like, okay, well, I, mean, I mean, of course you don't need to be married to make babies, Adam, but sure. biblically speaking, you should be. Is that the hang up? Adam well, well, no, I, I thought that's what I heard. Yeah, I thought that's what I heard. I thought I heard that marriage was required, you know, or one of the prerequisites for procreation. Now, like, I accept speaking, that. Not, yeah, not I, the act. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I accept it. that. And what's funny, but even, even from a moral perspective, right, the, the Adam and Eve were not married. In the in not even in the biblical sense of the word. No, um, I guess I see where you're going, but I think I think every Christian would probably disagree. I mean, God specifically, like if if we make vows before God, um, you know, and we call it good. Um, if Adam specifically made Eve for them to reproduce, is that not like the most elevated form of marriage? ever like in the right. sight of god yeah yeah and, and, and then who's to say they yeah. didn't say like oh i love you forever yeah. having to hold blah 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 adam okay and, i'll go make babies yeah. adam and eve were definitely married i mean can you quote scripture for that please yeah so adam and adam knew his wife eve that's genesis chapter five so okay now now is that is that before or after cain and abel that was 
that was, uh, I think it was after. Right. Uh, but he, but, well, hold on. Because even before Cain and Abel, Genesis chapter 3 also calls Adam Eve's husband. Right. Uh, and before Cain and Abel, God also, uh, God also calls Eve his wife. And Adam, even in Genesis chapter 2, says, And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. So the concept of marriage was very evident between the two of them. I, I'm not uh, debating the I'm not debating the concept of marriage. That's that's not what I'm debating. And also, I mean, this is just a kind of a quirky little argument for me. Like, I don't have a horse in this race. Like, I there's there's not a possibility for me to care less. But well, like, but when it but I do find it interesting when people talk about you know kind of you know from the quote unquote moral perspective, right? Um, because morals are entirely subjective, right? Entirely, there's no such thing as objective morality. Um, yeah, you're going to so, get an argument here. Okay, sure. Then why? Okay, uh, what makes? Okay, well, the first thing we'd have to do is we'd have to. Hey, Chris, by the way, um, we, we would have to get a definition on what you mean by objective. Can you just tell us what you've heard us say over and over and over when we say how objective morality is a thing? So, so it seems to me that what what believers, not not specifically Christians, right? The, you guys aren't the only ones who who do this kind of stuff. Is is they talk about outside of human perspective, right? Which is unfortunately just special pleading, right? Either something is mind and stance independent, or it's not, right? To to say that something is mind and stance independent of humans, and and then to try to apply a quote unquote category error to someone for saying you know that that objective morality isn't a thing because it's still just God's opinion, is is by definition special pleading. Right. So now, Chris, I'd love to hear your argument. So, so the argument is that it's not special pleading because God is reality. So God is one that and begs the same the with That's his attributes. Fallacy. Doesn't beg the question. God is reality, therefore it is not special pleading. What does it mean to beg the question, Chris? I don't know. You tell me in this context. Right. Well, no, there's no context for it. What it means to beg the question is to assume your conclusion in your proposition. Right? You, and as soon as you say God is... You are begging the question that the God exists in the first place. That, by definition, Wait, is begging would, the question. He, he wouldn't well, be begging well, the question because well, the, uh, the contention's on the objectivity of morality, not on the existence of God. Oh, no, but, but the stance is that objectivity applies to God and not to anybody else. So they, so they do correct. They do directly relate. Well, again, it's not necessarily special pleading or begging the question either, because again, we're holding to the creator-creature distinction. That one thing there that begs the question. There's a creator. No. Well, okay. It, it, well, hang on. Forget begging the question. Yeah, wait. Your thing. entire you make, argument you, you presupposes you can, you can that make, there's a creator on our side. You, no. You it can does. make every fallacy. You can make every fallacy you want and still be correct. Like a fallacy is bad form. It's not best practices. That's why we call people out on it. But it doesn't mean it's wrong. Like oh, you yeah, can make yeah. all kinds of fall. You can beg the question all day long. If God is and God is reality, well then beg the question all you want. It exists. It is reality. Um, sure. Just yeah. to point that out. Right. Yeah, and, and and that that is fair, right? If it is your if if you take a um I, I'm I'm going to take a line directly from from uh, Nate from years and my years and my favorite person. Um, he he <laughs> quote mines a lot, right? But one of the quotes he takes is from a guy a uh, guy named Kai Nielsen, uh, who was I think responsible for one of the entries into a into a dictionary definition for uh, for atheism, and 
he quote minds it terribly, but one of the parts he does get right is he says that all all of the arguments for God could fail and it still could be the case that God exists. That I, I accept that as correct. It could be the case, but it's not necessarily arguing charitably to start with that presupposition. And it's even less charitable for I think it was I think it was it may have been you, Bubs, and I apologize if it wasn't you, to to prescript onto me that I can't even make an argument because in the making of my argument, I also presuppose the existence of God when I positively do not. Right. You can but, ask but, but me what I believe. You can't the, the tell reason, me what I reason, believe. The reason that I say that is because for you to try to ask Christians to take God out of the worldview or give the objective moral argument without inserting God into there would be for you, for our foundational presuppositions as to how we can even have the intellectual, uh, the uh, what's it called? Intelligibility to even have the conversation in the first place. If God isn't in our worldview in that place, then we can't even have in our worldview the intelligibility to have the conversation. So anytime that there's a hypothetical or there's a question posed saying, remove God, well, it's impossible because if we remove God, we remove our entire worldview. So we can't really do that when you're asking us to do it. If you don't have the capacity, so so the, I, I think this just shows a lack of creativity, right? If If you don't like... What is okay? So, what does it say about you? It's not, or, it's not I, I a lack like, of creativity. It's like asking me, me to make a thought. smoothie with the blender not plugged in. Please let me. And you're like, hypothetically, could you make the smoothie if you didn't have the blender plugged in? I'm like, okay. no, that's that, that, that's a bad question because I need my blender plugged in to make the smoothie. The blender plugged in is God being there, and the smoothie is reality. I can't have my reality without the smoothie blender being on. Sure. And I, I accept people's, whether they call them presuppositions or, or axioms or properly basic beliefs, whatever it is you want to do it. But, but, you, don't, but you don't get to say that it is um, without the commission of a fallacy, right? You, it, it, and it's totally fine. But anyway, to, to get back to the point that I was trying to make, I, th I find it interesting when someone, when someone says, it's not reasonable for you to ask me to take on the hypothetical because my basis and foundation is that this thing exists. I think it shows a tremendous lack of creativity. I don't seem to, and this is not me putting myself on a pedestal at all, but I don't seem to have any problem entertaining the hypothetical that God does exist. So how is it, how are you so incapable of, a, of entertaining a hypothetical that it doesn't? That's on well, you, not on me. We're not. What well, we're saying well, is well, we're doing an internal critique of, Christ, of the Christian worldview in terms of morality. That's one thing. If you want to do an external philosophical critique and not assume the existence of God, that's a totally different argument. I think that's the only thing people are saying, Michael. No, well, no, yeah, I, watch. We can do it right that. now. We, we, can, we can do it right now. If God doesn't exist, we're only subjective. Great. Okay. Now let's now let's go back to the conversation we were having. Sure. Yeah. And and it's totally and it's, and like I said. But even if even if I do an internal critique, right? And and that's why I was very clear in asking about the definition uh, of objectivity, right? Because you know wor words matter, right? And because words are polysemous, you have to get clarity on what the definition is, right? So traditionally, something objective would be mind and stance independent, right? But and that's and that's why I that's why I I, ent I I am I entered my own caveat in that I've heard Christians say independent from a human perspective, we, like and and if if that's your perspective, I understand that. But but you can't. But I I don't think it's reasonable. And with as much charitability as I can muster, I don't think it's reasonable for you to say that. Well, and you just have to be prepared to accept that because that's how I square this circle.
Anyway, morning, everybody. Okay, okay, Michael, let's just cut to the chase. Do you masturbate or do you not? Let's hear it. Of course. Well, I'm he's. I, I, I mean, he, yeah, he either says he's, it's going to be yes or he's going to be lying about it. <sighs> okay. So, what? so uh, yeah, Michael. So I think that I think that the the thing that we're running into is that you. Oh wait, we're what we didn't this. do is announce like what what critique we're using. So when I responded to your critique, it wasn't from the worldview that you were coming from with the presuppositions that you were using. I was responding from the Christian worldview, and I was incorrect in doing that because you were not assuming the Christian worldview. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it 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 does, and. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and forgive my spiritedness this morning. It's just, uh, yeah. I admit, Nate, I missed you over the weekend. That's all I got. Where did the bad Christians touch you? Um, well, put up, put up a figure of a doll and I'll show you. Um, goes <laughs> uh, right back to our previous conversation. Exactly. So, yeah, no, any, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I, I am more than happy to, you know, exer- you know, exercise the charitability and say that, you know, from a, from a quote unquote Christian perspective, it makes total sense. And I say that because I used to, I used to feel the same way. Right. So, but it, it's because morality is my favorite thing to talk about. I always find it very interesting how, how believers, and again, not just Christians, how believers attempt to, to square their, their morality. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing for me to watch. That's all. Well, there's also squaring it and, and let this be the last thing. And then we'll go to Korosh. Um, but it, I mean, they're squaring it like philosophically, objective, subject, subjective, or they're just doing it. So I mean, you know, there, there's like another category. You know, like the people who are just doing their morality the way they the way they believe they should. They may never have a conversation about is it subjective? Is it objective? They don't care. They're just like, oh, well, I think this is right. I'm doing this. If they're a believer, if they're a Christian, they're like, this is what God says to do. I never need to worry about uh, some objectivity or subjectivity. God says this. I'm doing this. I don't care about the rest. Um, just to, to make that point, I think there's lots of people who have probably lived their lives without ever thinking whether or not morality is objective or subjective. They're just like, God says it. I believe it. I'm doing it. Peace. Um, but uh, Crush, what's up? <laughs> Welcome. Are you speaking? I'll be away from my phone for about five minutes if somebody wants to ask me. Okay. Uh, Edwin, how about you? Can I bring up a different topic or are we going to pursue this? Nope. Uh... Different topics. Fine. All I mean, right. Yes. Okay. Totally different topic. Uh, and Isaiah, hold on a second. Let me just look at the verse. Isaiah. Is this going to be about astrology? Or the circle of the earth? Oh, it might. Yeah, it might be. Is that, is that acceptable to you? Okay. This be. Well, go back no, to the no. dolphin. No, 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 no. no I, I, I think own it, a dolphin? Uh, okay, hold, hold on a second. <laughs> Isaiah 65, 17. Okay, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and a former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Now, You're hard some to people... Hear. What's that? You're hard to hear. Oh, hold on a second. We hear you, it's just painful. Okay. Can you hear me? Say something else. <laughs> oh, he got a call? Saved <laughs> by the bell. Uh, crush, don't... All right, Chris. Anything else while these two are... Steph, how was your mother's day? Yeah, can you, can you hear me or no? Oh, there you go. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, um, I wanted to, um, you know, address the, uh, the masturbation uh, conversation that we were, we were having. No. Um, yeah. 
the, the reason I was saying I, I, I kind of believed in the thought crime um, in relation to masturbation because, you know, Jesus says if you lust over a woman in your heart, you commit adultery with her. That's not you actually doing a physical act, but you lust over a woman in your thoughts. So when I said, when it comes to the masturbation, I guess when you say, you know what, I can please myself, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about your wife and lingerie? Yeah, you might have missed that part of the conversation. We were talking about whether or not we're looking at our wife and we're masturbating. So if I'm looking at a picture... Yeah, if I'm, if I'm looking at a picture of my wife and I'm masturbating, that that was the that was the question. Oh, okay. So you're saying in that context that uh, masturbation is not wrong because you're looking strictly at your wife um, to to get off, I guess, right? That is what the council has decided. Yeah, I guess we decided that no, it's not wrong. So I, I guess I would ask, uh, is, is that what we're all saying that we do when we masturbate? Or have we always got that special picture of our wife before we touch ourselves? I mean, I got well, I, I did say, I, I did say, I, I mean, I, I, I did, I mean, I did say that, you know, right, you got to be, you know, talk, there's a lot of feedback from me. Let me just help you out there. Oh, uh, yes, I mean, I said, you know, there, that is the goal, right? Like, that's what everyone would say, you know, no, it's probably fine. You're, you're thinking about your wife and her only. But, you know, minds have a tendency to wander. So if your mind starts wandering to not your wife, then that is a big problem. So I guess if you can practice, like, I don't know, one of those, like, tantric things where you never, like, you know, have an orgasm for, like, six years or whatever, that may behoove someone better. But taking someone at their word, if they're like, yes, I think only of my wife. Well, fine. If, if you're, you know, it's between you and God. But if you're honest, wonderful. Um, if you're not, well, that's between you and God, and you're probably getting into some sketchy territory real quick. So, uh, yeah. Hey, can you guys toss Necro? We just spam in the chat and harassing Yester. Let's see. Oh, and today I learned, did you guys know this? Like, I've heard people say, oh, we're kicking him to the goo. And I just assumed, like, G-O-O. Like, oh, the, the gulag. Like, well, see, yeah, I didn't know that. And then Haiti pointed it out to me, like, no, it means the gulag. And I was like, wait, what? And I just thought it was like the primordial soup. I thought it was like, you know, <laughs> the goo. And apparently I was completely misinformed or I didn't follow up to understand what it meant. It meant dispies. Listen, you will be eating steak in the kingdom with me. Listen, I'm not going to handhold with the post mills and I'm not going to fear with the pre mills. All right. I'm just going to chill in Christ's reign with the all mill. What language is this? This is like not the language of heaven. This right? is like um, this is like uh, Christianity when you read a few books. <laughs> uh, Edwin, are you this is Christianity <laughs> on dispensationalism. <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> Edwin, oh, and by the way, Nate, can we make it official that all masturbation questions now go exclusively to Bubby? Oh. <laughs> if that happens, you have to renounce being a Dispy. 
Okay, maybe uh, we maybe we no. we point them all at Steph. There we go. And we just make Steph answer there we all go. Yeah, questions. Yeah, authority so bad. Go go have it. Have yeah, you, well, can, okay, so, you can take that so that one on exclusively. Yep. So there's some level of I don't know, like where to draw the line. Like you know, my my line that I draw is usually very very far away. Um, I think we've lost two female regulars because they're like, this is not appropriate. My ears can't handle this, and maybe that's right. But on the other hand, you know, this is. I mean, you know, are we supposed to stay away from uncomfortable conversations? I think not. I mean, goodness, like we talk about all kinds of nonsense here, like you know, racist, phobic, like you know, whatever conversation. If Death someone has a question, is a I'm, I'm. If someone has a question about it, like let's talk about it. So I don't, I don't see why this would be any different. But apparently, other people um, think so, and we've lost two regulars today. They're like, nope, nope, I can't have this conversation. Steph, uh, uh, drunkenness is a sin. Just wanted to let you know. Cool. Does anyone care what I had to say? Bobby, do you care what I had to say? No, honestly. I tuned you out. What did you say? Yeah, I tuned you Hang out on, for a minute. <laughs> there. Now all is as it should be. Well done. But I, Steph is still here rolling in the gutter with us. So, Steph, what has what has made the other um, ears leave and you're still slinging the mud with us? May your firstborn child develop arthritis in their late 60s. What? Yes, what occurs? Um... I don't know. I don't see a problem with it. I I just don't see a problem with it. I don't know. Wait, a problem with what? Like having this this like you know sexually charged discussion. Oh, having yeah, the conversation, like, not not the other thing. Well, okay. So for me, the line would be. I mean, I don't want to make jokes, but unless you're having the conversation while doing the other thing, then I'm going to be uncomfortable and leave. Listen, I, okay, this stuff is human stuff, right? Our bodies were designed to work a certain way, and everyone has this problem in common of, like, where's the balance between desire and sin and thought and behavior? And it's like, women, I don't have a problem that's discussing the line. it. Women, women are at fault. Hey, May I remind women, you what St. Augustine said about Eve and never forgetting the Eve in any woman? True. Sarah, help me out here. <laughs> no, Sarah's I on completely my side. agree with you, Steph. I don't have a problem with it either. Thank you. No, Sarah's on my side. You know, I want to kick Bubby again, but there's like a line. Where <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna glitch me off. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna glitch you straight off the stage forever. You use your mod powers how you will. I support you. Oh my Man, god! But this it won't is let me. Okay. Won't let him back up. Then there's like this glitch. Oh no! Stuck forever after he gets booted to me. Yeah. Oh, oh so sad. Ah, sweet silence. Oh, man, Catherine. Catherine can never talk when it's fun, so she's just like, "Yeah, we're women are man enough to take the blame." I don't even know where to go with that. Like, wait, blame on what? To take the blame for everything that ails man. I mean, I'm fine with you. Yeah, except for abortion. Uh, apparently, we're taking one for the team. Team humanity. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm giving up my spot, you know, in support of women's rights and everything. That I will I will abdicate my my place of being the man and taking all the burden upon myself to you know let let you women do it. Repeal the I support you. All right. So this time next <laughs> year, I'm gonna mark on my calendar. Bubby, when's your wedding? Uh, you're engaged. Two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah. Three years from now, I cannot wait to hear what Bubby has to say about all of this. I'd like to replay this back to him and see Made how his opinions conversation haunt his no, oh, wait, wait, yeah, exactly. about what in specific? The whole Sweatpants. thing, bud. Okay. I want you to know that maybe you weren't there for that part, but I told Harold explicitly, I said, listen, I probably would too. 
Except I just think it's probably sin. That's it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying. Well, it's probably I, sin. I remember the very. I remember the very first thing you said, which was when he's like, "Well, why don't you just think? You know, can I just think about my wife?" He's like, "Well, if you're married, why don't you just have sex with your wife?" Right. That's the very first thing you said. Two years from now, after you're married for like I don't know three months, let us know if um you know you still feel that way. Listen, like, oh, I'm married. I'll have sex with listen, my wife. With her, I'm probably going to feel that way still. Yes. Well, the problem with hey guys, I'm back. Well, no, there's um, a, uh, sorry, hey Michael. sorry, Michael. No, 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 it, it's not it's not the way you feel. It's oh, well, I'm married. I have sex with my wife, and she's like, no, I have a headache. I've had a headache. I still have a headache. Do you know the tomorrow. Do you know the headaches. horror stories that I've heard about Christian girls on their honeymoon? The horror stories. Wait, man, uh, no. they are feral. Are they you, are feral. Are you are you saying H O R R O R stories? Yes. <laughs> uh michael say something christian michael um sorry um but no i i do think that well the, the reason why you can't just go have sex with your wife is because consent um yeah and and that's why like and that's why the whole you know taking care of yourself thing is just not a problem right like it just isn't who cares uh, we need you know, some and, adult and, but, and, but the other thing the other thing is that people uh, was mentioned before about, well, you know, as long as you think about your wife, the problem is like, I am head over heels, madly in love with my wife. Um, if, if I worship anything close, it's, it's her. Um, I'm madly in love with her. Imagine worshiping but a have, woman. But you have no capacity, but you have no capacity whatsoever. doesn't matter what you think. Like your, your opinion in this is just wrong. If you think otherwise, you cannot control what gets you excited. At all, full stop. You have no control over it. True. Then be a monk. But that's what nothing. I was saying. I think that's where the problem in this whole conversation started, is that thoughts are spontaneous and we have no control over them, right? So I'm sure even more so in the t this topic. Yeah. So the verse that we keep citing and calling thought crime is it's more, there's a verb in there lusting after it's not he doesn't say having lustful thoughts it's like that you can't control what pops into your head well yeah so, but there's a, yeah, yes i steph. think i agree with you steph i think there's a difference between seeing yeah, a woman and saying too. wow she's hot and and going after the woman and say hey i, I want to get with you yes, right there's that's a, where the i think is. there's that's where the difference is yeah well i disagree with steph well but, uh, i mean not to wrong. not to be graphic so you know use your own imagination wow see now you're planning getting thoughts planted in your brain but i mean there, there's a thought between like Oh, I think she's hot. Wow, that gets me excited. Versus actually, you know, doing something about it. Right. You know. So I mean, I think if you're doing something about it, um, you know, to get over that moment of tension, that would be where uh, some would, many, I think, would say that's that's lusting after. Maybe not actually trying to like consensually hook up with her, but uh, you know, something that is a physical activity between you and yourself. I mean, I think many would consider that that's going beyond just wow, she's hot. Oh, that really like gets me excited. Whatever. Versus you're, you're actually doing something, even though it's just by yourself, that I think would, would blur that lines to too great of a degree. Yes, definitely. Well, Jesus said, if you look at a woman with lust, you have committed adultery already. But, you know. Boom. Well, the, right, okay, Steph. So, hold on, hold on. That's the verse that I'm appealing to. If you look. The verb is in the look. He doesn't say, if the thought pops into your head, you have committed a sin. Because the Bible is very psychologically sound. And the Bible understands that there, we can't control what thought pops into our head, but we can control our behavior, what we do about it. 
So if a thought pops into your head of another woman other than your wife, you should stop instantly. Other than yeah, Steph's wife? right. Okay, so so this is like, this is going to be like a psychology 101 thing, right? Where it's like, you can't control. I'm going to keep coming back to this. You can never control. What? Is it Cookie Monster in the background? No, that's my husband feeding the baby. (laughs) You can't control the thoughts that pop into your head ever. And, and like the entire disorders happen because like people ruminate on spontaneous thoughts. Right. So the, the problem is in the verb. If you then follow the thought, continue the thought, and then like physically do something about the thought, now we have a problem. But the, the thought in itself is never is not a problem. Wait, wait, wait. So let me just harp on two things like on a serious note for a second. If we're gonna say this, which I completely agree with, by the way, alhamdulillah, right? I agree with all of you of, of what you're saying. But if that's the implication, are we now going to concede that being gay is not a choice? Because you can't control who you're attracted to, and these spots spontaneously come into your head. No, no, no. Listen. Bubs. Okay, okay. Bubs. The, the the gay thing. Be celibate, right? That's the thing. For people like oh, I can't choose. God no, made me this. God. No, God. Wait, wait, wait. No, Hang on. I, I, no, no. Go down. I'm, I'm not being interrupted. I'm not being interrupted on this. The point is, whenever people try to say God made me this way, I can't choose. Blah blah. Forget that. Subsumed is the word of the day. What this whole conversation would be subsumed in. Consider this your cross to bear. Be a monk. Do nothing. So, I mean, forget the conversation, which I think has validity, about you can change your mind. If you seek God, he'll change your heart. He'll change your mind. You'll go for things which are godly, i.e. heterosexual relationship, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to just get over that entire argument, it's your cross to bear. Have sex with no one. There. That's the answer. Sorry, Chris. I'm passionate about this. I didn't want to be interrupted. Anyway, that's it, bubs. So do nothing. Just like other people that are like, God made me this way. Great. Do nothing. Like completely abstain. Or God made me this way. No. Great. Do nothing. Completely abstain. No, no, no. My argument also, is wait, not, my argument's not surrounded clear. over wait them doing it or not. Just to it's be surrounded clear. over uh, hold whether on. they... Hold on. I see. You've made a leap. We went from talking just about thoughts that could apply to this, that, or the other thing to be like, the, I, I want to make sure that nobody mm-hmm. thinks that's what I was referring to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's not what you were. That's I don't think that's what we think you're referring to. I was just saying that if we're going to go with the idea that we can't control who we're attracted to and these spots and these thoughts spontaneously pop up in our head about who we're attracted to or what we find attractive, then by that same metric, aren't all of you forced to concede gay people don't choose their sexuality? Okay, listen, that's where the leap is. I'm not talking about who we're attracted to. I'm talking about thoughts, okay? So in, if we take this to an extreme example, okay, there are perfect, there are straight men who've been straight their whole lives who develop obsessive compulsive disorders about having sexual thoughts that bother them. So for example, they might have a thought pop into their head about being with another man, and then they begin to obsess about this thought because it's so like bothersome to them that's the that's the mechanism i'm referring to if we begin to try to control our thinking it's it's a road that is psychologically unsound like you you can't control the thoughts that pop in your head everybody has that that's where i'm ending the the thesis i'm not talking about like any of the other stuff you're talking about so can you control who you're attracted to by that same metric hang on uh pastor sam welcome gabby and i'd like to see oh i'd like to hear from gabby real quick because i don't think we know gabby so I'll pop in like What's up, Gabby? Are you speaking? Hello. Hi. How are you guys? What's on your mind today? 
we're good, sort of. <laughs> good morning, Serendipity. How are you, my love? Good morning, Gabby. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, Mama. So, what are we talking about? Oh. Masturbation. <laughs> oh, no. Let me, let me go back to you. <laughs> no. What are we talking about? I, I came in. Sam, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I promise you, you don't want to know. I think we'll, uh, yeah, I mean, Gabby, if you, if you have a, a, like, I think we've said everything that can be said up, uh, up to this part. Like, uh, oh, oh, Bob, I don't want to hear about your masturbation. I, no, Bob, not today. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Bob. Uh, you just hang out in the audience. I don't, no one needs to hear this. But so far, we've talked about masturbation in the Bible, and it seems the, the consensus, trying to be biblically accurate, is, look, if you want to, like, you know, masturbate thinking of your wife, if you're someone who can magically think of her and only her, Great, wonderful. If you feel convicted, then don't do it because you're not following your own convictions in that sense. But if you feel fine about it, if you feel fine about it, then biblically speaking, if you're thinking about only your wife because she has, you know, like a thousand headaches for a thousand days in a row, then great. Um, if anyway, that's that's what we established so far. I advocate now, but for chastity to, belts. Funny. Well, I actually agree because if we see the twelve, the twelve law God gave us, it says, "Don't wish the woman of another man." So we don't know if the woman that you're wishing is not your wife, if she's married or not. So no, like, if you're going to do that, just do it thinking of your oh, wife. Wait, and why you... There's a technicality that goes in there. Hold up. Gabby just brought up a great point. If, let's say hypothetically, your wife is adulterous. Technically, she's not yours, right? She's another man's now because she's cheating on you the whole time. No, Does that mean like that, that in that context that it's a sin? No. No, you're being too legalistic. And you have no. the responsibility to I mean, you're going to lose morality. Not... Wait, I want to hear yeah. Catherine. Well, you have a responsibility at that point. Is If you have knowledge that your wife is an adulteress, you have a responsibility to put her away, or i.e. divorce her. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, you are not justified. But what if she's Jesus's? Every girl is Jesus's, and that's another man. What? I'm you gonna Catholic? throw him for real. Like, <laughs> I support you. But mm-hmm. hey, and by the way, why are men getting all the all the flack? Like, you know, I'm sure women, you know, can yeah. think about their husbands too. Well, I don't know why it's the whole conversation is like men only think about your wives. I mean, for the record, this goes both ways. And wait, wait, wait. Well, you uh, y'all have no Nate, that's so contradictory to everything you just said. You were saying, <laughs> wait till you get married, see what your position is. The wife keeps the sweatpants tied up. And then you're going to like, well, maybe they think about their husbands too. If they have their sweatpants tied up, what makes you think they're going to do that? Because I'm you're, you're trying to extrapolate, you're trying, you're trying to oh. take my argument and criticize and take it to ridiculous proportions and criticize those results. <laughs> so, no, it's not like women, uh, you know, although they spend 90% of their life in sweatpants with it tied shut. Um, you know, they occasionally, you know, want to do stuff to make a baby or something like that. So there's going to be times, and based on everything I know of you, Bubby, you're going to be the one who probably is like, oh, I can't, honey, I've had headaches. Oh, I'm tired. I've had a long day. Absolutely. Like, oh, what a, like, what a baby. Absolutely. Like, we'll get some emotional support later, I, but I'm going to go take care Bob, of this. I have a- we also have to think, we have to also realize that men's and women's, they both have fantasies. True. I have and a question. I have a question. The majority of the partners cannot fulfill those fantasies so it's how do we get those fantasies off their brain and when i came in the room we were talking about how do we control the mind and basically i'm a mental health professional so that's why i actually came up to say 
because I am a mental health professional and I was triggered by when we say um, we cannot control our thoughts. I'm Wait, G- Gabby, do you speak Spanish by chance? Yes, I do. I speak Spanish, Portuguese, and French. Okay, I'm just, I, I, I heard the accent. That's all. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is the Bible scripture that prohibits masturbation? We're not saying that, we're not saying that masturbation is prohibited. We're saying that the thoughts that are leading up to it and the actions upon those thoughts are what the sin is, that which is, is the, talk, the sin of lust. Not necessarily that the action it's in, it, in and of itself is a sin, because they've already said that if you're married and you're doing that, it's most likely okay. But what they're saying is that the thought, for example, especially if you're single and you're doing it, you're going to be lusting after that other person. Therefore, you acting upon that lust by self-pleasuring would be the sin, not necessarily I, the self-pleasuring within itself. I, I, I understand the, the premise, but what I'm asking for is a Bible verse. That prohibits masturbation. That's all I'm at. There's no Bible. There's no, there's no sure? verse. Yeah. Unless you're about to enlighten us right man, now. If unless unless thou shalt wear a chastity belt is one of them. I don't see it. Okay. So my question. You cut out, Sam. Okay. My, so my next question would be, if that's true, how are we trying to regulate what somebody does in their own personal space with their own body and the thought, whatever thought is crossing their mind has to do with them personally. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah. And and the same way that we would want to regulate somebody that's struggling with drunkenness. Yeah. That's what they do on their own time and by themselves. But but eventually that sin is not only going to affect themselves and their spirituality, but it'll also end up affecting others in the same way that the sin of lust will do the same thing not the same because drunkenness drunkenness uh is driven by drugs and sin and on the most part you can stop being an alcoholic by getting rid of the drugs and you can stop being lustful Uh, by stopping masturbating we're saying drugs lead to alcoholism hold on hold on no i'm talking about alcohol being a drug and overcoming the physiological part of the brain. Wait, the, wait, wait, the physiological part, the serotonin that gets released when you climax uh, is the same exact thing, dude. So if we're talking about physiological uh, differences, it, it happens there it too. It is. If you, if Bob I, has a point. I don't understand how it is that you can understand what I'm saying when you break in the middle of what I'm saying while I'm saying it. No, I was just correcting what you were saying because it was wrong. Are you going to correct me if I'm Go not- ahead, Sam. I was just saying that the the uh, the person can get rid of alcoholism. That will not stop them from being a sinner. So that is not a that is not a a a, a logical equivalent to masturbation, because again, there are scriptures for being drunk and getting drunk and that kind of thing. However. Everyone just admitted there's not one scripture that prohibits masturbation. Well, Sam, the the thing we're having, first of all, no one's trying to, I'm not trying to regulate anyone. This isn't to like have a stringent cult. It's, you know, to help people who legitimately, you know, want answers with their own spirituality and what the Bible really says. So, you know, if someone is trying to like, you know, regulate someone for some holier than thou legalistic reason, um, that's trash. Don't do that. But if they're trying to like really find out, you know, what is biblically accurate, that's the intent. And it all comes from that scripture, you know, that talks about, you know, if you look on a woman with lust, uh, you know, you've committed adultery in your heart. So that is the whole debate. So that's what people are questioning. Does that scripture apply to masturbation or does it not? Well, I thought there was also the um, 
15 games. With, isn't there also Noah? He's on the – it's Noah or it's Noah's son or someone in um, the Old Testament. God tells him not to um, waste his seed or something. And wasn't that referring to masturbation? No, it wasn't. It was referring to the law where when the brother died, the other brother is supposed to go. The other brother is supposed to go and raise children to that generation, and that was the law of God. And the person disobeyed God's law, and God killed him for it. That has nothing to do with masturbation. Wait, Sam. So here's my next question to you: Is somebody who is addicted to a substance or a thing have an idol? So if somebody, for example, is addicted to marijuana or is addicted to alcohol, is alcohol and marijuana now become an idol for them? Well, yes, that's they a do. Whole subject but here's the thing that no no, no. I, I need you to answer that question so we can go on to the rest of it and how it ties back so yes or no are those idols here, here here is what i'm trying to say from my point of view and i will rest from my point of view uh the scripture says to look on a woman to lust after her and you guys have already covered it about what the two lusts meant when it comes to masturbation uh there's a lot of things as far as what a person might have to consider for themselves in this close personal space. What if the spouse, be it male or female, has developed some kind of uh, malady that they can no longer uh, facilitate this portion of the marriage, but they still love each other and they still want to be together forever. What about that? Nobody, I mean, hey, none of us have an everlasting body. Some people's bodies quit working. In, in that area. Some of people have surgery and all kind of stuff happens. So that's that's my very serious concern about the situation uh, concerning that everything is not in a cookie cutter type of what uh, we think about it. This also is in, in, included in the grace of God, how God covers uh, the person who has to deal with this area that is a very serious um uh, point of view that we're addressing today. And so I, I get points of view. I'm just saying that as a pastor, uh, I've had to encounter people who uh, their partner no longer functions in this area. They just don't know. There's no way for them to, but they still love each other. And so whatever their thoughts might be, uh, I'm, I, I just, you know, yeah, I mean, I understand that, but the, so, the, Pastor, the, main, here's my the main point that I was going back to was... Uh, yeah, let, let if, Gabby, Bobby, you've talked all day. Let Gabby talk for a bit. So here's my question. When a man masturbates or a woman masturbates, what's the first thing they watch? What do they, what do they watch while they're doing it? Uh, nothing. Ain't dry on the wall. I mean, what does it matter? No. They, so the answer... The answer... You don't have to... We could, we're assuming that Everyone that masturbates has a picture of. of okay, so I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer that question. The majority of people that masturbate, they masturbate to porn. What now, is that? About, hold on, hold on. We we talk about porn as though porn has been around all along. Porn has okay. Been I'm not all along. My love, listen to my point. Listen to my point first, Pastor. Listen to my point. The majority of the people that masturbate, they masturbate to porn. When they when you masturbate to porn. You're wanting that. You're actually advocating for that woman to do what she's doing in that movie or that man is doing the movie. So you're wanting. And one of the sins, it's 
one of the two of rules is do not wish upon somebody else woman. So when you're wishing, you don't like you're actually committing. It's not a sin, but what you're doing goes hand by hand with a sin. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not if you masturbate to a foot. If you masturbate watching your wife, there's no problem because you're actually wanting your wife. It's just that connection is not there. And that's why people seek the therapy. And I actually help them do that, reach that level. And for, for, the record, for this from. conversation, and for the conversation today, like no one is invoking like porn. Like everyone in this room, except Michael, I think, would be like, no, that's bad. That's a sin automatically. Don't do that. Don't watch that. Um, so I mean, no one is talking in the context of that. Like everyone is talking in the context of, you know, being biblically accurate. Um, so that automatically, like everyone's like, no, porn is excluded. Don't do that. So it's it's largely a mental thing. Okay. So, Perfect. you know, someone's, I don't know, staring at the ceiling fan or yeah. I don't know, right. closing their eyes or what. It's like a mental thing. No one's watching anything. Right. Oh, but but Perfect. even if it is that, the line of questioning still goes back to if somebody is addicted to something, is that an idol? Yes or no? The answer is yes. In the same way yes, that alcohol yes. becomes an idol, the same way that marijuana and other substances become an idol, et cetera, et cetera. And the same way that people can become idols when you become too obsessed with them. Then if we're going to say yes to that, then we can go ahead and read the scripture of First Corinthians and go ahead and look at chapter 10, verses 13 and 14 that says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Therefore, my friends, flee from idolatry. If you are idolizing masturbation, you cannot go one day without masturbating. That is idolatry, and you are called to not do it. Well, right. You can't legally say that because that scripture did not say anything about masturbation. It didn't say anything about drunkenness or alcoholism either, right? But we're still implying that within the verse as well. Like, if we're going to take the literalist point of view, then I'm going to go ahead and say any verse you bring up to bring the deity of Christ, Jesus didn't explicitly say, I am God, worship me. Not I can bring the same Muslim argument to you. Not so, Buzz. The context of Corinthians. Context of Corinthians does speak about drunkenness and idolatry. Yes, but that specific verse, like you said, does not. Your argument was that the specific verse did not mention it. No. So I'm saying the specific no. verse does not mention any of those other sins either, no. yet we know that they're implied within that verse. No, bro. I was saying that the way that you put that all together and, and threw masturbation in there like that, you can't do that because that context, that whole book, does not mention masturbation Does it at all. mention idols? Well, it does. Well, that, okay, I mean, how, masturbation has become the idol, flee from idolatry. The, the idol in this case is masturbation. Except my, my point, Bubby, is the second part of that. Like, yeah, you're comparing that to an idol, and, and you know, I, I don't totally disagree. Like, if it's an idol, if it's something you, you, know, you can't seem to go without or get away from, then that's a problem. But on the other hand, uh, your conclusion, which, you know, so, someone else, uh, you know, who used to hang out here, um, kind of took the similar approach to kind of where you're treading. And it's like, oh, their answer is, well, uh, you know, God, that Bible verse, like, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. You know, he'll provide a way out. And it's like, well, you know, uh, providing a way out of alcohol um, or getting drunk, well, just remove yourself. Providing a way out from drugs, like if it's actually unavailable, it doesn't matter if it's good for them or healthy or going to have them make them have a heart attack. Like if it's physically not available and they cannot get it, well, they cannot get it. But with like, you know, the stuff that happens in the mind, it's like, 
I don't, I don't know a way you can get away from your mind. It's like, oh, you know, I'll like, um, you know, go run some laps. I'll take a cold shower. I'll do something. But your mind is still there, right? So it's like, you know, these, I mean, it's like the thing that gets back to like psychology and, you know, like no, yeah, I, I agree stuff. with that. Well, I'm, hang on. I'm, I, 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 what? So it's like, you're, it's going to like keep building and building and building until there's a point where you like cannot get away with it anymore. So um, like people who aren't married, I honestly have no idea how they do it. Because uh, it's like, you can't get away from your own self. So it's like their answer, it seems like is, well, just don't do it. God's providing a way out. It's like, okay, like I'm ready to like, you know, murder someone right now because I have all this like angst built up. And it's like, well, just don't do it. It's like, okay, now I'm going to murder you right now if you say that one more time. Yeah, but it's not a just, it? it's not a just don't do it thing. It's go to therapy. It's get help, get seek professionals. Like we live in 2023. We're not in caveman days anymore. Like we can go places. We can walk five miles and get help. We can go to the nearest local mental health facility that offers free uh, free help that are multiple places around the U.S. and go, hey, I need help. You can check yourself into all these places for free. There is not an excuse that there's not a resource out there to not get you help. If there's not uh, a resource out there, but, you're just being like. But yeah, wait, but, hang on. Now, wait, hang on. I'm coming right to you, Michael. But Bobby, yeah. now you're you're now you're acting like people need help when we've already established, like you know, if you're married, thinking of your wife, you don't need help because you're not doing anything wrong. But Michael, um, I know they have people like you know that what is it? No fap November, like the people like no not November incels. Yeah. But hang on, the the you know people in Bubby's incel community. Just kidding. Um, you know who who try to like you know not abstain from masturbating because of whatever reasons they have. Like you know it improves virility okay. or performance for when you need it or testosterone or makes you more manly or whatever reasons they give. But so, yeah, Michael, um, would you say as a secular humanist who thinks this is all nonsense because you're like, hey, do what you want. If it's, if it's in your mind, go crazy. Would you say someone would ever need help? Like if it becomes like to the point of self-abuse, like maybe Bubby or self-harm that they do it so much. Um, how would you counsel them to where they don't like they change their thought or their neural pathways to where they don't masturbate ever and just let nature take its course? Careful. Don't protect no. too much, Nate. Or would you say so, that's stupid? Don't even come to my office with questions like that. Well, I mean, so you're 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 outside my wheelhouse to touch here, but um, to something that Bub said, I would outside of a, outside of a fundamentalist religionist, uh, re religious person, um, I would challenge you to find a mental health care professional anywhere that would tell you masturbation is bad or harmful or anything like that, because you're you're not going to find one. Um, Wait, that's but, not what I said. <laughs> It, it it's well you you said get help right get help with what yes because it's when i said get get help again i specified earlier that it would be i i said i specified earlier that it would be an idol when it becomes to a point where you cannot go without it and nate reinstated that point when i said get help if you cannot go one day without masturbating you need to get help that is addiction to masturbation that is not normal healthy masturbation that is you being addicted to not being able to live your life and function normally without being able to masturbate. In the same way that somebody that smokes or drinks that can't go one day without doing it is addicted because they cannot live their normal life without doing so. I'm speaking to those people to get help. That's like saying Michael, you me, can't go one day without what? eating or going to the bathroom. There's nothing wrong with masturbation. So it doesn't matter that you do it every day. It's completely normal. We're speaking of it in the Christian context, Hayden. Well, no, uh, hang on, uh, Michael. I let, let, well, yeah, the whole discussion was, but Michael, I let me qualify something I think you'll agree with. You know, like okay. a secular, a sexual, secular mental health professional would definitely say, you know, it would be a problem that you need therapy for if it becomes to the part of like, you know, self harm or like literal abuse where you're like, you know, like wearing the skin off your body. Um, you know, I mean, of course you'd agree. You're like, okay, no, you you need to 
get some secular help regardless no, of morality. Actually, you're harming it takes, yourself. It takes a step backwards, my love. Um, no, a mental health professional will actually tell you to get help when you cannot control yourself. If you're doing it multiple times a day, if your life, if you cannot live your life without doing it, it's like any other addiction, alcohol, food, shopping, doesn't matter what it is. If your life involves that in a daily basis, that's when we say, okay, my love, we need to get you help. We need to evaluate you in a further notice because it's a normal, it's like, it's like another other addiction. You know how many men masturbate every day that are completely functional, healthy, normal? You know, and you know, and you no, know no, how, yes, how many, and you know how not, many we're people We're not saying that people that masturbate one time every single day. I thought that's what you were saying. Or, wait, wait, wait okay, let, 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 listen to my words carefully, Hayden, I did, because I don't think I stuttered day. the first time that I said it. Again, when I'm talking about those people, what did I specify? That they cannot go a day in their normal life without doing it. Not that they do it once a day, every single day, that they cannot function normally without having to do it at least once a day. There is a difference between me smoking once a day because I'm with my friends and just chilling every single day and me smoking because I feel like I cannot live my rest of my day without fiending or getting withdrawals from smoking. That's two different scenarios. What do you think the non... Do you mean they'd be a bit grumpy? Or do you mean they'd be like tearing out their hair? Tearing out their hair. They're tearing out their Uh hair. They're Do you know people like that? Yes. Trust me. Yes, I do. I'm in my... I'm a late teens, early 20s. You know how many people I know like that? Absolutely. What? Who are literally like jonesing? Yes. In the same way you would. Yes. Okay, I don't think so. They literally... I've never heard of that. It's called a Hiding, and it's called a withdrawnness. Do you know how many kids get caught masturbating at school? Like, this is a common mm-hmm. thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, and how many? And Hedy, they sweat, they shake, they vomit. <laughs> they they, my shake. Ma'am, it's, they get the DTs from not being able to jerk off. You guys are crazy. Ma'am, it's this an addiction. Ma'am, you, you can be, you know what, you know what, we have an addiction to shopping. Hang on, Gabby. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, Dan, stop over talking. Yeah, hang on, hang on. So, Haiti, apparently Gabby is a, what, psychologist or whatever your purpose is? So, I mean, in your professional capacity. So, in in your professional capacity, unless you're lying, I guess you're pulling off real-world examples like you actually see this, right? So, someone who actually has professional... Haiti, true. Between Haiti and Bubby, y'all need to chill. I want to hear from all of you, but let the ladies speak. Um, so, I mean, in your professional capacity, if this is what you see, Gabby, please continue on. I mean, I don't know any of yeah, this stuff. It's a weird drawness. It's like any other addiction. You can actually be addicted to shopping. You can have a, it's a compulsion that you cannot control. It's okay doing it once. It's okay doing it twice. But when you depend that you cannot control, that like you do it in public, doesn't matter who's around you. That's when it, that's when you are leaving you're being and becoming an addict. Ma'am, you can be an addict to anything. Brushing your teeth, taking a shower, eating. You're going to be an addiction when you cannot we control We understand it. addiction. We understand addiction. We're, we're, I'm just curious about the, the claims that you said about them having the shake, like having DTs from not being able to okay. have an organ. So I'm going to put, I'm, no, no, no. I'm telling, I'm, so I'm going to put in the chat the side effects and the symptoms of having a withdrawal. That's what I'm going to put in the chat. So you guys can understand. 
So you're gonna talk about no, your, no, can I speak? You, can I speak? Because yeah. every time I try and talk, people talk over me and then I get accused of interrupting people. Gabby, I just want to be clear, you're saying that if somebody has a masturbation addiction, they have physical withdrawal symptoms that you equated to alcohol physical withdrawals, shaking and sweating and being physically ill. Is that your claim? Gabby. Yeah, that's what we want to understand, Gabby. Because that sounds like bullshit to me. Oh, come Excuse on. My swearing. It no, it, it's hard because in, in Gabby's defense, so I'm, I was just flipping through the desk reference here because I'm also I'm a mental health care professional and I'm flipping through my DSM here and I, I can't find it like under the uh, under Section 302 in the DSM, which is sexual dysfunctions. I, I can't find anything. And this is outside my wheelhouse. So it's not something I want to I want to talk about without having a look. There's there's something called male male hypo, which is the lack of sexual desire. but I can't find anything for hyper um, disorders. Now, the, now the, the only thing that, that the, the caveat that I'll put in here is that every in, in every section of the DSM, there's a there's an addendum that just said the you know, unspecified X Y Z, so unspecified personality disorder, unspecified sexual dysfunctions, um, and it it doesn't seem to to give reference to that. But again, this is not my if if Gabby has experience in this, then then I would just rely on her experience. But I, I can't find anything. So, I think we're talking about addiction though. So addiction would be obsessive compulsive, right? Not in the same way that OCD is, but obsessive in unwanted thoughts, right? And then compulsive is acting on those thoughts. Yep. Right. It's just Yes. So, yeah, we got so those those who are addicted, right, you can be addicted to anything, of course. We understand right? that. We're so, specifically talking right. about masturbation, though. Right. Uh, so a people, really, there a are really... people, there are people Why do you keep there, interrupting? There are people out there who, right, can be addicted to that. So it's an unwanted thought, right, and they they act on it, right, like uh, like consistently, like to where it intervenes with their life. That is what will come first. It will literally intervene and take over their mind and their and, and their everyday life. Yeah, but we also the other problem is is that we also hit biological barriers, right? Like so, you know, so like I mean you can only ejaculate so much. Sorry, Nate, I'm not trying to take this in a place you don't want to go, but like you can only do it so much, right? Like there are biological limitations, right? Um, so I think that's something else else that has to be, you know, considered. So, I mean, yes, you don't have the capacity to control your thoughts. I was going to chime in to, to support Stephanie before. And it, what the best gener- uh, demonstration of that is everybody listening right now, don't think of a red balloon too late, right? You don't have any control over your thoughts. And so it's, but, you know, I mean, yes, you can have addictions and you can have compulsions, but there, and yes, there are. Uh, chemicals, you know, uh, it was, you know, serotonins, endorphins, uh, all these different things that that are that are released from from our brains when, you know, when we experience sexual pleasure. And yeah, you can become quote unquote addicted to that. But there are also biological limiting factors. And I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I I can't say anything more about it. Well, about the biological limiting factors. I mean, sure, there's biology, but that doesn't stop you from you know the sensation or the pleasure sensation. I mean, uh. 
I, I guess, why do we even stop saying graphic? Like, it's graphic. Like, there's going to be a point where stops, stuff stops seeping out of you, but you can still get the sensation from it. So, I mean, biology, I mean, there may not be stuff to make babies, but, I mean, you that doesn't limit the, the pleasure. But, I mean, I, I, before anything, like, you, you would, you know, start, like, actually harming yourself and be like, wow, I, I'm, like, physically in pain. I guess I must stop. Kevin, do you have anything to say about this? I, I still, I still want to hear a question, an answer to Hades' question, and, and my question as well. Uh, we, I think, we understand what addiction is and how people can have problems with addiction. There was a big, strong claim about someone suffering from not being able to masturbate that they're going to go through DTs. Uh, I want to hear that. Well, I mean, first of all, I don't. I mean, you know, if she if she says it or if it's a hypothetical or if she read about it, 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 I don't care. Like the scope of this context, the scope of this is something which none of you guys care about, which is, you know, is it a sin in Christianity to masturbate? No one, none of you care about that. So as far as addiction, I, I hate it uh, because you're going to find someone that's like, oh, just tell yourself that you're not addicted and then you're not addicted. And that's ridiculous. And then you're going to yeah, find someone not- else that, you know, takes and you're going to find someone else that takes another side. That is also equally as ridiculous. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with what I want to talk about. Anyway, so the original scope was not about addiction. It was about, you know, a Christian conversation. You're like, you know, is it, does it make God sad for Christians to masturbate? Anyways, just to set us back in case anyone wondered what we're actually talking about. Well, the issue Um, is because, you know what the problem is with that claim? It, It makes, it just puts it in a bad light. You know what I mean? Masturbation is a healthy, active process that we all do as human beings and then to make it seem like people who don't get to do it are going to have these extreme physical withdrawal symptoms so it's it's not quite gaslighting but it's just it's just a bad message to send it's kind of that's not what was being said bubby was saying that if someone is to the point where they are now addicted to it they would need to get help not yes, that it's I understand help. I understand. I was talking right, about what Gabby so, said. I was talking about what Gabby said. Right, and she, okay. again, she's talking about in when it comes in with addiction. Anyone who's addicted to anything, you're going to have, there are psychological withdrawals, and we all know that psychological things can turn physical. So you have someone who has withdrawals from one thing, you will have it with other things because it's psychological first. Miss, I understand that. I totally understand that. I was focusing on the claim of masturbation. It's okay. I'm just going to avoid talking. It's okay. Well, I mean, mean, maybe in the interest of never saying never, like somebody somewhere has been like, oh, I want to masturbate so much and my religion prevents me. Ah, I'm freaking out. I need help. I need help. Maybe there's probably been people somewhere at some time. It would be more ridiculous to say that's never happened. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy leaving it there. But hang on real quick. Haiti, did you want to give a final thought? on this and then hopefully we can move the heck on yeah i mean i don't i think you can be you can have a masturbation addiction i think it's more likely a porn addiction um but somebody who just masturbates every day and is kind of just to get it out so to speak there's nothing wrong with them they're not mentally disturbed and they're certainly not doing anything immoral but that's all your wheelhouse not well i think we all were kind of agreeing with that even bubby which i guess was miscommunicating that or mishearing that but uh, yeah, uh, DC, what's up, DC? Was that you speaking? Or was that Alvin? Someone said hey a minute ago. I think that was Alvin. Nope, no I'm just, I'll just say hi. 
Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, Alvin, was that you speaking? Uh, Gavin, did you... Welcome, Gavin. How's it going where you are? Uh-oh, we don't hear you, Gavin. Uh, clubhouse bug. You'll have to leave and come back if you like. Uh, Gabby, are you speaking? Did you have anything else to say? Since I guess no one else does. Oh, no, I'm actually about to get in a consult, so um, I'll stay here. Okay. Uh, Chris, welcome back. If you have a new topic, I think we're ready for it. Oh, one. my goodness, yes. Like, just now. Just, we just now ended. Just now. I know. I, went, I was gone for 20 minutes. We've been doing this for almost an hour and a half. I'm just saying. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I can throw something out there, but let, let's see if anybody else has something. This well, piece. let's see. Does anybody... Does, uh, not that. Does anybody else have anything? <laughs> Pre-millennials. All right, Chris. Uh, Michael. No, I'm you. sitting with bated breath of what Chris is going to say. <laughs> um, Mid-tribulation. No, how about mid axe? That's the that's the good one, right? Um, so, apologetics on Clubhouse is trash. Let's start there. Chris being the <laughs> primary example. Let's start there. Sure. And Gavin, I see you're unmuted, but if you're trying to speak, we still don't hear you. Um, apologetics. Sure. Is is that a is that anything about why I dropped you earlier, Chris? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to give you bad pills. What? No. Chris, care. what kind of trash? Like recycled trash? Like, what's up? Definitely recycled. I mean, it keeps, it's the same arguments every day. Um, so, for instance, how we argue with proof texts instead of arguing correctly. So, like, you'll have Christians that, you know, want to argue in such a way that my proof text can beat up your proof text. And it's just, it's stupid and counterproductive. How about that? Give an example. Um, I'm going to prove the Trinity from the Old Testament. That's just trash. It's cringe. As the kids would say. I don't think the kids say that. Anymore. I think they say sus, of which you are. <laughs> Certainly. Um, okay, so why, so why, so why would it bad, uh, be bad to prove the Trinity? Um, when you say prove the Trinity, like the one end all be all, like we talk about, like you know in Genesis, like you know, uh, let us make man in our image. Like it's bad to say you prove the Trinity, or it's totally fine to be like, here's a little point you get in the first page of the Bible, or that should totally be omitted from any Trinity discussion. Where are you headed with that? I I think that um, the Trinity is revealed. Um, progressively over time. And so to try to say that we can um, see that the Trinity is proved um, through like Moses would have understood the Trinity or Joshua would have understood the Trinity is just a fantasy. Oh, I don't think, have people said that? I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah, it's like common on Clubhouse. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think we have it now because we have the whole scripture and, you know, like, you know, Revelation continue you know continued on until people people get it like it's easier now when we're not wandering through the wilderness for our whole lives and where we're not being fed by lions yet maybe they'll bring that back and stuff like that like we have time to analyze the scriptures and get these deeper truths none of which have anything to do with our salvation but you know we can we can go deeper and deeper and realize more about the god we follow um we're back in the day you know they were probably worried about i don't know staying alive and you know just following the god the best they could 
Um, I mean, if they would have had long enough and, you know, lived long enough, they probably would have came to the same conclusion we did. I don't think Moses would have been a Unitarian, uh, but, you know, he never, never made it that long. Yeah, I, I think it's well, fine to be like, no. It's they, a pretty they, long they, life, but like, you know, the idea, the, there's something called progressive revelation, okay? Yeah. This has been the default position in the Christian church for 2,000 years, and people want to try to rewrite that, and then they want to argue with, you know, people that disagree with what, it's not just the Trinity, it's just whatever you pick, like Hebrew Israelitism, you know, Unitarians, whatevs, they want to argue with a series of proof texts instead of arguing with um, the way that the scripture is written and exegetically. Hey, can I chime in, Chris? A question yeah. about that? Chris, I think maybe, I, hear, I, I would agree with you, Chris, but I think when it comes to the Trinity, I think many people believe that it's essential for a person to believe in a Trinity to like, be saved. So they assume that, therefore, uh, the, the Trinity must have been revealed in the Old Testament. Maybe that's like their argument, their position. What, what are your thoughts on that? They think it's an essential uh, to, to believe in the Trinity. Uh, so they would say, well, it's got to have been revealed. People like Moses believed in the Trinity then, or Noah. So maybe that's what their thought is, and so they try to find it, and they believe it has to be proven from the Old Testament. Do you think that maybe is what they're coming to? Yeah, I don't know. Because you do believe that a Christian— I mean, answer the question. <laughs> yeah, Chris. No, no. So, would you agree that for a person to be a Christian, they have to believe in the Trinity? Right? No. So, what I would say is okay. what I've always said is that, you know, in order for a person to be a Christian, they need to repent and believe. Okay? Now, when they are confronted in their Christian life with true Christian doctrine, they will not reject it, especially the essentials of the historic Christian faith. So if somebody is truly converted, if somebody has truly been given a heart of flesh, they are not going to, when presented with the doctrine of the Trinity, they will not reject it out of hand because the Spirit of God will not allow that to happen if they are truly redeemed. It is one of the signs that you are not truly redeemed if you are rejecting core tenets of the Christian faith. I got you. And, I'm going, I'm sorry. I hear what you're saying. So I guess because it's been revealed, the Trinity has been revealed in the New Testament, not clearly in the Old Testament, that you would say a Christian that the Spirit of God is working in will receive it. They'll embrace it. But in the Old Testament, it's, it's, it's different because it wasn't clearly revealed. Is that? Yeah. I mean, okay. creation by faith alone, by grace alone. Genesis 15, 6, Romans 4, 2. So you've got the, you know, the idea here. In Genesis fifteen six is that Abraham was or Abram was justified by faith alone, and you know he didn't believe in the Trinity, he didn't know anything about it. You know that's not you know the tenets for salvation nowadays are that you will not reject the truth of God as it has been revealed. If something had not yet been revealed, then you can't reject it. I gotcha. It makes sense. I think I tend to agree with you, Chris. Uh, anything else, DC, from you? Or are you still just listening? Still just listening, thanks. Uh, Hitty, Michael, I, I can't imagine how uh, enthralled you are with this topic, but would you like to weigh in <laughs> at all?
for some reason. I have a question. Oh. I have a question. I heard something revealed in a book. What does that mean when, when the writings are revealing something? That's kind of what I understand by that. You want that one, Chris? Sure. When we talk about direct revelation, that's what we're talking about. When something is spoken in the scripture, that is a direct revelation from God to us. How? How is a writing from a human being a direct revelation from a God? Because that human being is inspired by God to write that scripture. So is it still direct from God if it's inspired from God through another person, then on paper, and then a person reads it, and they uh, get their perspective of it? So where's the direct revelation from God? I'm still not seeing that. I don't understand the question. Okay, from what you told me, a person who wrote this was inspired by the God they believe in, right? So that's... Right, that would be person. the direct revelation part. That is... So it's that, direct from the person, from God to the person, then that person writes it down. So is correct. it direct to the, the next person who reads it? Sure, of course. I don't see how it's direct. Because that's how God chose to put it into the world as revelation through writing. Interesting. Yep. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't seem direct to me, but that's okay. That's okay. Who's next? Let's uh, play Stump of Chris. Michael, what have you got for Chris? I, I find it interesting, and, and it's, uh, you know, like, where Chris, what you were talking a minute ago about, you know, the whole kind of, you know, apologetics on this app stuff. Um, and yet what I found interesting was that, you know, you you used an apologetic, right? So, you know, if somebody, you know, if somebody falls away from the faith, you know, then they were they were never in it, right? And it's just, you know, it's one of the things that I find interesting is that you you end up having to go back to just what the what the book says, right? Um, and so th that's troubling to people, you know, who who don't accept the book, right? Um, and you know, so, you know, like like I said before, you know, Nate will sometimes, you know, even with his incredibly offensive meme pictures like he has right now, um, you know, say stuff like, well, you know, Romans one, right? Because um, you know, because he knows, you know, how that triggers me. And, and it's just this, well, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. The book says that, you know, but, but to people who don't, ex to people who don't look at the book as a reliable source, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold any weight, right? Because the same book that says, I know that God exists and I am suppressing the truth in my unrighteousness also says other things that don't comport with reality. And that's part of the problem. Okay. I mean, you know, again, from the external perspective, external to Christianity, sure, of course. Internal to Christianity, we have an authoritative source of direct revelation that we must submit to as Christians. That is just what is part of Christianity. It's part of the instantiation of Christianity. If we're going to say that we're going to take an external critique that the book isn't real, well, fine. That's fine, and I can see why you don't want to be judged by a book that you do not accept. I get it. That's fine. Um, the claim is a truth claim, and it goes back to this idea of objective reality. And so when you are no longer a prisoner to your five senses, and, you know, we've talked about this before, you wake up from being dead, and oh my gosh, the Christian God is real, that would be 
you know, your objective source because you're not working within the prison of your five senses any longer. And you're like, oh, wow, I guess uh, I guess that was right after all. Oh, hey, Steph, you're back. Hey, I uh, I defended what you said earlier about not being able to to um, control our thoughts. But you and you missed it because you weren't here. I I can imagine I told, it. I appreciate it. I told everybody not to think of a red balloon. Yeah, that's exactly how. Yes, that perfect. What is Steph a thought? Said you you couldn't. Oh, kill me! Let, let's get you don't want to go back to this. Oh, nope. You don't want to talk about. <laughs> Come on, I think this, this will holy. Everybody in the room wants to hear about what a thought is, right? Thumbs up. What is it? I will ban no. you forever. Right. So actually, the there is a quick answer to this, right? There, there are kind of two types of thoughts. It, to simplify it, there's the thoughts that you hear and the thoughts that you say, right? So there are thoughts that pop up spontaneously that you feel like you're being told by your brain. And then there are the responses that you give to those thoughts. Uh, so, for example, a pretty woman walks by in our previous conversation. Oh, she's she's hot. Uh, and then the response is, oh, I should look away. Or the response is, I'm going to ogle her. Those are the those are the two different. You have the the thoughts that you hear and the thoughts that you say. So when we say we can't control, we're talking about the thoughts that you hear that you can't control. Saint, were your ears burning? This is like a conversation straight up your alley that we've had for an hour and a half now. I think yeah, you like, that... yeah, you can't control the thoughts that pop into your head. Um, that's true. I think that's all people were probably saying, right? Yep. Because obviously yes. you train yourself to, using something like cognitive behavioral therapy, you can train yourself to deal with those thoughts but you can't control what comes in, right? Correct. And also the way that something like acceptance and commitment therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy will work is that when you, what you resist persists, right? So if you have a thought where you're saying, I shouldn't be looking at pretty girls, then you're going to notice every time the thought pops into your head, that girl is pretty. And what it does is it magnifies it and you end up fighting this thing that you've created, right? So you take the opposite approach to minimize that Every time the thought pops up, that girl is pretty, you say, I don't need to follow that thought. I don't need to respond to that thought. It's okay that that thought is there. And so it's a paradoxical approach that you take to minimizing bothersome thoughts. But at the end of the day, the root understanding is you cannot control the initial that girl is pretty thought. That's a thought you're hearing. Uh, you can only control your response to it. Uh, Saint, you were saying Saint? Uh, I would say like through practicing what we think about like for example pretty girls if you like for me personally i practice um not lusting at them and now through um taking my thoughts captive now i just see them as children of all women as children of god but it was a practice to get there not not i'm not saying every time but through practice and intentionally taking my thoughts captive I I reform my mind to now see them 90%, 95% of the time as children of God rather than uh, lustful things, if that makes sense. So we can't, I wouldn't say we can con fully control what we think about, but through practice and um, 
intentionally transforming our mind, we can definitely transform what we think about throughout our days. Like another like example is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? Go ahead. Another another example is I've been like um, honoring, practicing honoring others above myself. And that at first it was it was really hard, but now I'm like actually finding like true joy in in my mind in my daily walk in honoring others above myself, and that it took practice. But that's that's another thing in our mind that we we do, and through practice and training, we can we can really take control of our our mind and. That's kind of like a Christian Colinar. Isn't that the thing from Star Trek where you like suppress your emotions or suppress your exciting thoughts or something like that? Do we have any Trekkies in here? Okay. I mean, yes, but I don't know what you're referring to. It's Colinar. It's it's like what uh, Spock used, I think, to keep himself from getting too like excited whenever he was like, I don't know, like controlling his thoughts or emotions or something like that. Star Wars over Star Trek every day. I agree. I totally agree. I was never a Trekkie. That's why I don't know that. Um, You do know, and you got it exactly right, and Star Trek is better. Except the whole atheism stuff. That's that's crazy, but, you know. Have we done good work here today? Has good work been done? You can, can, we all you go can home have now? your you can have your your enterprise and your photon torpedoes and you give me, you know, one, you know, Jedi Master or Sith Lord that will, you know, send your starship into the sun. Preach it, Michael. Preach it. Yeah, they call that they call that the Pa Wraiths uh, from Deep Space Nine. So there you go. You have Dude, it. I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine right now. That's so crazy. You said it's that. so good, isn't it? It's my favorite one. Wait, you like Star Trek? It you is the best one. DS9 no. is my favorite Star Trek. Well, I mean, Strange uh, New Worlds is actually the best because it has ten episodes in a row of like great episodes, and no Star Trek ever did that. But uh, it, I think it has the best plot. You're a heretic. Deep Space Nine has the best plot by far. Thank uh, you. It does. And what Cisco about the Star is the Wars... best captain, period. Cisco was the well, best what... But Janeway is a close what second, a... though. What about the new Star Wars series that came out on, like, was it Netflix or something or Hulu? Like, is yeah. that any good? Mandalorian? Mandalorian? You mean Mandalorian? Mandalorian's awesome. Mandalorian. No, Star Trek. It was a, no, it, it was Star Trek. Yeah, I like oh, Mandalorian. Oh, Strange New Worlds. Picard there's three series. Oh, maybe it was that one. There's Picard, there's Discovery, um, and there's uh, Strange New Worlds. So, this is like very new in the last like year. Yeah. Str- there there are all three very new in the last three years. Oh. That's what we're trying to tell you. Are any of the three good? The Trinity of Star Trek? Are any of these yeah. good? Picard in the last season was all right. Um, Strange New Worlds is very good. Um, Strange New Worlds is decent. I just... Eh, some of it just irks me. I don't know. We'd we'd need what? a whole Star Trek room to. I mean, Mac, like this could be a whole three-hour discussion, bro. If we like really get well, into it. No. Discovery is basically woke discovery. Yeah, you know, so every it's, like, it's kind of lame. I think we can all yeah. agree that Discovery is trash. Steph, do you agree? Discovery is trash. I have not seen anything after Enterprise. Okay, fair. Discovery um, Channel. 
no Star Trek Discovery. It's like a it's like oh, a whole Star Trek show. Oh, you're trying to change it. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally Star Trek sports. redacted. Like, God, y'all only talk about certain sports. We were talking about talk Discovery about Channel with just humans for the last two hours, and I'd rather not get back into that subject. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought up sci-fi. All right, what's next? No, I'm just kidding. Y'all can talk about whatever you want. I'm trying to get my 13-year-old into DS9 by like rewatching it, and he will not do it. He's just like, this is so boring. I'm like, you don't like character study, Gen Z. Oh, you know, I show. like stuff in, in a very linear... Michael, can you diagnose me um, over the internet? I'm sure that's that's recommended. Um, I'm a very, like, linear person. Like, it bugs me. Like, whenever we're watching a movie, like, you know, a setup for, like, a uh, the Marvel movies or something like that, and they do, like, a five-minute recap or a five-minute flashback, you know, at the very beginning to kind of set the pace, I understand that, and I'm at peace with it. However if it goes much beyond that and it keeps like flashing back and forward and it's like whole episodes go back in time, it makes me like livid. Like there are a few things in this world. Um, I mean, probably like less than 10 that, uh, okay. Maybe that's hyperbolic. I, I get really, really mad. Like when it does that. So what does that say about my personality? I like things to like start and then keep moving forward, always progressing, not to go back. It makes me so mad when things go backwards and like flashback. And stuff like that. So what you does love that Tarantino films. Stargate is not for you. Yeah. So you need to be you need to be locked up ASAP. Um, you're a danger to society. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm in Florida. Uh, can I Baker act him? He you is, can try. Uh, so Nate, you and I in this way are the same. I hate TV shows that have flashbacks. It it bothers me. I also oh, my hate, spirit atheist. I also hate TV shows where where the character turns and talks directly to the camera. <laughs> Break the fourth wall. Yeah. Bothers me. Don't like Austin Powers. <laughs> yes. Y- yeah, but but those were those are called classics, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna special plead my way out of those. Oh wow. <laughs> so you just turn into a hypocrite? So you like Austin Powers, you just don't like mm-hmm. other movies Hey, so so Michael, let me give you a couple of Canadian um, rare shark tests. Uh, trailer Park Boys on a scale of one to ten. Um, I couldn't make it through episode two. Shut uh, up, Chris. Yeah. You don't watch Trailer Park Boys. Point nine. Shut up, Chris. Who's your my favorite? My child. Character? My child. Who's your favorite? Bubbles, of course. Obviously. Oh my gosh, I'm so shocked right now. Have Come you guys on. seen Letterkenny? Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that was my next question. You're stealing my thunder. <laughs> awesome. You're stealing my thunder. Nate. Or not Nate. Dang it. I'm flustered now. Michael. Trailer Park Boys. Scale of 1 to 10. Point 0.9. Point, ooh, does not like Trailer Park Boys. I'm a Canadian, okay. too, so you can get me in. Oh, all right. What's your, what, where are you at, DC? DC. I'm in Ottawa. No, I mean, like, yeah, wait. wait what's, your, what's your rating on Trailer Park Boys? Uh, Kind of like Michael. Oh, wow. Don't like Trailer Park Boys. Okay. Now, next one, Letter Kenny. 10 out of 10. Bringing it up to date. 10 out of 10. 12. Michael? A 12. Yeah, that's Michael's jam. Michael could have written that show. If you want to understand hockey culture, better. I have a question for you, Chris. Uh, Since these are, you know, not the most, not the most, uh, you know, holy shows one could be watching. How do you answer that, you know, the, the Christian um, watching, which, by the way, I have to, Trailer Park Boys just didn't interest me, so I didn't watch that. But Letterkenny, I've, I've seen, and I like. 
Um, but, you know, there are plenty of Christians who would, you know, somewhere between probably justified and un unfairly condemning you for watching these shows. How do you get around that? Just, I'll do what I want. Who cares? Is between me and vid, God? Or... Vid Angel. They don't if, have... Vid, vid Angel has Letterkenny? What is that, Vid Angel? Vid Angel has Letterkenny? <laughs> what do you get, like five minutes of the show? No. Letterkenny's not that blue. Um, There's lots of, lots of language. Right, they just yeah, you just don't hear it. It doesn't bleep or anything. Vid Angel's awesome, oh. but, um, but yeah, no, there are not Trailer Park Boys on Vid Angel. But which I love that Steph knows this because she's probably looked for Trailer Park Boys on Vid Angel. <laughs> no, but okay, so Michael, Trailer Park what, what, Boys, I want the whole thing, you know. Okay, so Michael, what fallacy is that? Chris just like said uh, Vid Angel, but then he admitted Trailer Park Boys is not on Vid Angel. Therefore, he has seen the unfiltered unedited trailer parties, and then Steph just unedited, and then Steph just like completely doesn't even deny it. She's like, yeah, I want all of the bad stuff. So how do you guys justify that? And I'm just going to know that I'm not, I'm not, you know, passing judgment on you. I'm going to take your answers and use them as my own. So how do you um, answer? Listen, I have a very low tolerance for gore, sex, violence, and that kind of thing. And it seems funny that I would be like, I just saw Puss in Boots too. Okay. And fair warning. That is not a children's movie. That is the top of what I can handle in terms of like a scary movie. Okay. Puss in Boots too. Puss in Boots too was awesome. Oh, it was so scary, dude. All right. Anyway, he, anyway, so the, 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 thing with trailer park boys and letter kenny is that there's something bizarrely wholesome about them and i know that's really strange but south park has like the same almost i don't think south park does it quite as well as trailer park boys does but there's an underlying like the the person writing the show is using this vulgarity to illustrate the dysfunction in a bizarrely wholesome way so i don't know if that's something that you can tangibly put like i would not watch it with my grandmother right but I feel like it's not gratuitous. It's not vulgar. It doesn't turn your stomach. And it's not repulsive, the kind of comedy that's in there. And then the other thing I would say about it is, who's the guy who wrote Another Kingdom? Chad knows this. There's a Christian writer who's also a political conservative commentator um, who writes mystery novels. And he has, and he's, he's Christian, but he has like these Clavin. kind of gritty... Thank you, Clavin. So Andrew Clavin is an author who uses gritty, you know, real world things in his novels that are about Christianity, right? So it's like if C.S. Lewis swore and included a lot of sex in his writing, right? But it's for the, you know, this is, you make exceptions for art, I guess, when the purpose being conveyed is that you're creating something true and real that also speaks to Christianity. It's not like a fluffy painted cherub um these things are real and exist and don't wow. you know they're not mutually exclusive to christianity sounds like something a heathen would say yeah you were right. waiting uh, to I deliver find, that I one weren't you i've never heard uh i've never heard anyone compare south park to being wholesome yeah i i, I found that interesting as well i mean like and i wish my wife was here now because she can do cartman like perfect, perfect. <laughs> um but uh yeah I'll, also if if you were going to not that you asked but on that same uh, on that same scale uh chris uh, south park is about a 9.7 um but you don't and, like trailer park boys i'm so confused yeah what, the thing that really sold me the thing that sold me on south park was actually the movie 
Um, I saw the movie before I started watching the series and you can't get through the first, you know, five minutes of the movie without, you know, needing oxygen from laughing so hard. Um, so, and if you haven't also seen the movie. because they blamed Canada? No, that's in, that's in the latter part of the movie. But uh, I'm talking specifically about going to the movie theaters. I won't say it here because, Nate, I respect your channel, your, your room too much. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. But yeah, it's, um, just, if you haven't seen it. What's that? Yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, we do, but they, they're, um, but they're all in, uh, they're all at the back of our, the back of our uh, houses. So oh, they, only, they only seat six people. Um, but yeah, it, and, and that's how I got into South Park was watch, was seeing the movie first. I have a question for the room. Yo, yes. Canadians are technically Americans, right? No, in no way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, that's fighting words. Continentally speaking? Oh. Continentally speaking, from a landmass perspective, I perhaps. That's what she meant. We're North yeah. Americans. They're America's hat. So what is the difference I'm between Americans and Canadians? French people. Canadians are communists. <sighs> Better coffee. Well, Canuckistan. I, I say Canuckland, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, healthcare uh, is a big one. Um, yes, I think tell we, that to all the Canadians fleeing to Buffalo to go to hospitals when they break an arm. Have you guys seen, hey Michael, have you seen the Babylon Bee where they do Canadian healthcare? Um, no, I don't think so. And it's funny. Oh, I, it's brand new. Try to find all that stuff because it's funny. So, so they, yeah, so they just did a whole thing where the Canadian, the guy goes in there and he's got like, he got like a, uh, a bad toe ache or something, and they're like, okay, well, um, we got this new euthanasia. And he like pulls out a, pulls out a, uh, you know, like a uh, chainsaw and starts coming after the guy. It's pretty good. He's. And then and then the doctor happens to stub his toe and the nurse pulls out her forty five. Yeah, see that would happen in the US, but not here. Mm. Anyway, I think I'll, Robin I'll send you a link to it. It's good. I said I think Robin Williams bid the best joke about that. He said, uh, Canada is like a really nice apartment over a meth lab. I heard That's someone rude. say once, super, super triggering to uh, we're talking about Canada and the U.S. And coming from someone who doesn't give a damn about hockey in any way, shape or form. Um, I think I think between the the Leafs, the Canadians and the Oilers, they have more Stanley Cups than all of the American teams combined. Um, and I, I, I just watched this or listened to this American's head explode on on social media. It was very funny. That and the fact that I think that uh, a good percentage, uh, like I think Las Vegas is still in the NHL playoffs, and I think there are 17 Canadian players on that team. They beat the Oilers last night. Did they? When the Sabres were out, I stopped watching. Okay, uh, Steph's a mod, and I hate everything about this, so uh, I'm going to go. See you guys later. No, I can't stay. <laughs> Just close the room. <laughs> All right, Nate, out. You've over... Canadianized me today. Uh -oh. I have to go anyway, though. It's my time. Yeah.
That can't be a bad. Well, thing. fun topic. I can't wait to hear the hear the comments on this one. <laughs> imagine ha- imagine together. having a leaf as your uh, as your flag. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty lame. <laughs> Pretty lame. <laughs> Later, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.